You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. It is good to be back, Owen, for this special bonus episode. Yep, we're recording remotely. And we're recording on a very important topic for a lot of folks. We're talking about basically the uncertainty in the economy, the uncertainty in the investing markets, the uncertainty with mortgages, with rent, and basically everyone's a bit scared right now. And this is a really short episode that's going to break down what's going on in the Australian economy, what's going on in the global economy, and what you can do about it. So we're going to spend a bit of time reminding you of the good things that you can do to make sure you're prepared for whatever comes next. So maybe we'll start with, uh, I'll start with like the big picture. You can explain some of the implications for people and then we'll jump into uh, basically the steps that we outline and how you can not only survive the, a period of uncertainty, but maybe even thrive. So first of all, I guess what's going on? Well, we know that interest rates have gone up in the Australian economy. If you pay attention to the news, you'll know that interest rates have gone up in the UK, they've gone up in America and many other places around the world. And the reason that they've gone up is the world economy, the global economy has a problem with inflation, whether it's the war in Ukraine, uh, whether it's uh, the food shortage as a result of that, whether it's energy prices going up because of a myriad of reasons, whether it's people just being overstimulated by government handouts or checks, whatever the reason, we have inflation. And inflation, as you know, is the rising cost of goods. So, you know, a cup of coffee might go up 50 cents over the next year or so. And so as a result of that rising in prices, what we're having to do as an economy and as various countries, we have to increase interest rates. The idea behind in increasing interest rates is it puts a handbrake on the economy because all of a sudden you think, well, things are more expensive. I'm not going to pay as much. So for example, 
I made the joke a few weeks ago that I haven't had an iceberg lettuce uh, in months. I don't know about you, Kate. I haven't had one. And the reason is that they're too expensive. Now, that's an extreme example. Uh, in February, I also recorded a video saying that the price of puppies have gone up. Price of puppies went up about like 30 to 50% in a year. And that's that's like extreme inflation. But that's because of supply and demand. Everyone during COVID wanted a dog in their life so they could feel a bit happier. Uh, at the moment, people are traveling overseas. Kate, I know you've booked a holiday overseas and things are quite expensive because once again, more people want to go and there are fewer places to fill up in those hotels. So prices go up. And so the way to combat all that is to increase interest rates. But what happens is increasing interest rates actually can have a very negative effect on the economy. So at the moment, the economy is going too well. That's why we put on the brakes. But sometimes we put on the brakes too much and the economy stalls. And the problem that we have is that in six or 12 months, the effects of rising interest rates start to kick in. And that is when, probably in 2023, is when the, the real effects of rising interest rates now will start to bite. And we're already starting to see things emerge like falling house prices. And we're already starting to see people, you know, consumer sentiment here in Australia is way down. And at the moment, we're seeing um, record unemployment levels, so record low. So that's good, meaning that most people are employed. But over time, as consumer sentiment, i.e. people spending money on stereos and new iPhones and stuff, once that all slows down, what will happen is the opposite takes place. The opposite is house prices have fallen, so you feel less wealthy, you feel poorer. You stop spending money because you're worried. And you're also, you also have more bills. And the final thing, and the probably the scariest thing that would probably happen is people's jobs may get put on the line because businesses aren't making as much money, because people aren't spending, and so on and so forth. So it's 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 reasonable to suggest that we actually haven't had the worst of this yet. We actually haven't really felt the effects of rising interest rates just yet. Now, you might be thinking, well, why are they raising interest rates? Surely they don't have to go that far. Well, maybe, but a lot of the times there's a, there's a joke in economics that sometimes central banks don't know what's the break and what's the accelerator. And the, re the reason is that it's very hard to set interest rates at what we call the neutral level, the right level for the economy at the right time. Sometimes we go over it, sometimes we go below it. And maybe we, will, we were too low for too long. And now we've got too much inflation. And we might go the other way where we go too high for too long. And then we won't see any inflation. In fact, we'll see people out of jobs. So this kind of sets the scene for the big picture, Kate. Now, maybe I'll throw it to you to explain some of the implications of this for budgets and for people in everyday life. Yeah, we've spent a bit of time recently looking at the cost of living because we, we've recently recorded an episode. It won't be out before this, but on how to save money as a homeowner and just looking through, there's so many different expenses that you face as someone that's renting or owning a, owning a home. And we've, everyone's seen the, the cost of their electricity going up and people that are homeowners uh, have seen their variable rates go up um, and even the banks are raising fixed rates. So um, it depends what if you've locked in a rate for a while, you might not be feeling it yet. Uh, but we were just throwing around a few numbers before, just looking at what a 2% rise in interest rates 
uh, on a variable mortgage would be for homeowners because there have been quite a few interest rate increases this year. And if you had a a $500,000 mortgage, originally it was at 2.5% interest, Mm -hmm. um, just a normal 30-year term, uh, before you were paying around $2,000 a month. And now if interest rates on your variable loan have gone up 2%, so sitting around 4.5%, on the same uh, loan amount, $500,000, 30-year loan, your repayments are now just over $2,500 per month. So that is quite a significant increase. I didn't realise just you kind of, until you use one of these calculators and really look at it, you don't realise how much these small percentage uh, increases in your interest rate actually Mm. add up to but $500 is a significant amount amount like every month to come up with an extra amount yeah just for just basically nothing like out of nowhere it's come out of you know it's yeah $500 it goes to the bank then where does it go right it doesn't actually mean anything it just means $500 less you're not getting an extra $500 of groceries or anything it's just you have to pay this additional cost you don't get anything extra for it no that's it and that's the effect of interest rates that's and so people that are renting might be like, oh, yes, well, you know, it's about time homeowners got stung with something. Well, unfortunately for you, dear renter, um, typically what happens in this environment is your rent goes up. So it's not great news for anyone, really. Um, and so we'll get to some of the strategies in just a moment on how you can combat it or how you can try and think about it. Um, last week, Kate, I spoke to mortgage broker, Chris Bates, who has done our property 101 course with Amy Lenardi and myself, and that's available on Rask Education. Uh, so if you are buying a house, go ahead and check that out. Um, for first home buyers, it's actually probably a decent thing, falling house prices, but for basically everyone else, it's not good news. And I, I guess the thing that we've got to remember here is that um, yes, fixed interest rates are high and people are wondering, well, do I fix, do I don't? And Chris's response to that was basically maybe maybe not. You know, Maybe you could do some of it, but maybe not. Maybe over the long term, if you have, you know, you're paying off your mortgage for the next 10 years, you might still work out better to do variable, but then you've got to deal with the uncertainty. Um, but he actually pointed out something to me last week on the podcast, the Investors Podcast. And he said that, He's actually seeing some of the big banks drop their fixed interest rates. Now, that's interesting. He said they're dropping some of their fixed interest rates. Now, we've seen over the past couple of years, the fixed rate go higher and higher and higher. Because why does that happen? Well, the banks have expected interest rates to go up. So what they do is they put a bigger difference between your variable rate and your fixed rate if you want to lock it in because they need to also be able to you know, secure funds to lock in that rate. So now some of the banks are dropping their fixed rate. And now what that means is, yes, interest rates, interest rates might go up in the short term. You know, We might see a few more interest rate increases, but the banks are betting that maybe the top of interest rates aren't that far away. So that's probably good news for a lot of people, but it also means that, hey, they could be wrong, but the banks could be wrong. Um, But what it may mean is they actually think, hold on a second, the RBA, which is our central bank, the one that increases rates, and the the Federal Reserve in the USA and around the world, you know, the policymakers are actually doing something about it. So maybe inflation does get under control. Maybe we're not going to keep seeing this, you know, low unemployment, aka lots of people employed, 
maybe next year is not going to be the same as this year. So that's 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 something that we should all be mindful of. The other, just if we just zoom out of property into another asset class for a second, in the stock market, we've seen lots of volatility. We've seen companies bouncing up and down. Um, and we've seen we're we're going through what's called reporting season here in Australia, which is during the month of August, the companies come out with their results for the year ended June 30th. And I suspect, even though we're in very, very early days, we'll see lots of weakness in the profits of some companies. And we'll see, you know, already in the United States, uh, from the results that I've seen so far, a lot of companies are talking about not hiring as many people. Some companies, like PayPal's one company, is actually talking about reducing its headcount. And so we may start to see that as companies report weaker results, companies may look to, to, to cut costs. And that's when, again, we see interest, uh, we see uh, more people becoming unemployed. So, Kate, that's kind of the, the, the negative headlines. We've had a lot of um, commentators here in Australia, I won't name names, who are preying on this information and are trying to make themselves look smart from their ivory towers, and they're really not. No one knows the answer to these things. Um, and falling house prices is not necessarily a good thing. So keep that in mind. Uh, there is a lot of positive news. And I just want to just quickly zoom in on that. One is that in the stock market in particular, we can expect the market to crash once in every five years. Um, over 122 years of stock market history, the stock market's gone back around about 20% of the time. So again, one in five times or thereabouts. Um, we can expect the stock market to fall 10%, probably once a year. Um, if you buy a good property in a good location, so none of that like kind of like house and land package is way out in the fringe suburbs, um, you're going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to be fine. As long as you can keep your income, you're going to be fine. Um, Chris's advice was to stay away from cheap properties. At the moment, we're seeing a lot of the lower quality properties, you know, with on poor streets, busy neighborhoods, um, with not the right aspect on the property. Stay away from those if you can and buy smart. Um, so those are some of the things you can do uh, quickly. But Kate, maybe we can talk quickly about some of the things that people can do regardless of their situation um, to help themselves out. Yeah, I think the most important thing right now, if we just touch on the the mortgages again, is really being proactive with what your bank or lender is doing because they. I'm. I mean, even in my um, lender, I'm seeing notifications on the app. Okay, we're passing on this rate, and it will kick in from this date. So just being, and this is what it looks like for you. So just being proactive and staying on top of. What does my uh, next repayment look like? Have I got enough in that account to meet that? If I don't, have I got a plan to come up with the shortfall? Um, and even when your fixed rate does expire, a lot of people did lock them in in 2020, 2021. So if that's coming up in the mm. next year, just keeping an eye on what date that is and what your options might be and whether that's talking to your lender in advance or talking to your broker, uh, potentially finding some options there. And if you don't think you're going to be able to meet your increased mortgage repayments because like say for you, it went up $500 um, this year and you might not be able to meet that because you haven't been able to get a pay rise or something like that. Um, make sure to be proactive, talk to your bank. They've got hardship teams. They're a lot better at dealing with this stuff now than they used to be. Mm. Um, and even speaking to a financial counsellor, giving the National Debt Helpline a call, it's a free service, it's confidential, and they'll be able to run you through their options. And even if you've had a listen to Monday's episode where we spoke to a financial counsellor, she said they've got a lot of options where they can help you and work with you and work with your provider. But the earlier you get in touch with them, 
uh, the more they can do because the longer you leave it, um, like maybe you haven't made your repayments for multiple months, it does reduce the number of options they have. And so um, if you need help, get in touch as early as possible with your lenders, hardship teams or a financial counsellor. So that's probably my first point, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, speak to your mortgage broker too. If you um, if you did go through a mortgage broker, you know, mortgage brokers are paid a commission. A lot of mortgage brokers bang on about it being free, but you just, it just the cost just gets rolled into the mortgage. That's how it all works out in the wash. So make use of that service if if you want to make use of it. Uh, and if you if you think your mortgage broker isn't helping you out enough, go see another one. Um, mortgage brokers get paid when you refinance, just like when you get a new mortgage. So keep that in mind too. You can do your own mortgage directly. Um, typically, to get a lower rate, you will need to uh, refinance. So you may need your pay slips again. You may need to get your bank, uh, your house valued, which is typically, it can be a few hundred bucks or it's passed on through the mortgage. Um, some banks are often offering cash back. Um, so, you know, you sign up to them and you'll get um, a $3,000 cash back. But don't be fooled because it's not always that clean cut. Sometimes there are fees to get a new mortgage. So if it's $3,000, it might be $1,000 to get a mortgage with a new bank, get val- your house valued and all that. So you may only end up with $2,000, but it's possible. Um, what I would say is remember to focus on the rate that you're getting and in particular, the discount to the rate that you're getting. Because when you sign up for a mortgage, you get a discount to the standard variable rate and it's that discount that's really important. Um, emergency yep. buffers, Kate. Yes, that's what I was going to say too. Our favorite yep. topic, but yep. um, yeah, thinking about building up your cash buffer to three to six months now, especially if you do have full-time employment at the moment, um, it's a good time to start putting that money away. And a lot of banks are offering mm. better interest rates on your savings accounts. So while interest rate increases are more painful for homeowners, they're great for people that are savers and have that money sitting in their account. I know you saw a couple of really good rates. I know I think Macquarie and ING and Ubank have been increasing their rates quite a bit. So um, we're seeing upwards of 3% rates on savings accounts. So if you, you are saving right now, especially if you're saving your emergency fund or your house deposit, make sure it's in a high interest savings account and you can actually get a little bit of extra on that money. Yeah, for sure. So I would say if you haven't got your emergency fund put aside, now is the time. Go and put your money away now. Stop investing right now. Stop investing. Go and put your money in a high interest savings account and keep it there. Do not touch it. Do not invest with it. Do not do anything with it. Put it in that account and keep it there. Now is the time that you want to scrimp and save. And then when the times get tough, you'll thank us for it. Um, We've had so many people write into us, Kate, about losing their jobs, about something going wrong. Well, that could be the case for a lot of us next year. So now is the time to make hay. Um, And once you've got that, then you can invest. Then you can go and do these things. Remember, putting your money, if you have a mortgage, in an offset account, um, speak to your broker or bank about that. If you don't have one, you should. Um, it's a huge way to save and you make a decent return. Um, the other thing is, and maybe I'll get you to chime in on this a bit too, Kate, is make yourself super valuable to your employer. Make yourself even more employable than you are already. Short courses, taking on extra responsibilities, being more proactive. Um, we're not saying like go and you know, bust your ass for someone that doesn't deserve it or for an employer that doesn't deserve it. But just put yourself in a position where you are very valuable to your employer. 
Um, and that may even result in you getting a pay rise and keeping your job when times do get tough. Mm. And even starting to, now that people are back in the office and back in the cities, starting to work on building your professional relationships again and getting in touch with people from a job that you didn't, you left during lockdown, so you haven't spoken to them in years, maybe send a message to five uh, colleagues or people you went to uni with and start uh, getting those conversations going again. Because if you or one of your friends uh, maybe does lose their job or anything like that happens, you have those connections around you and you can also have your finger on the pulse of what's happening in your industry as well. Like are people in similar roles to you getting pay rises this year? Um, Maybe that means that you are in a position to also ask for a pay rise or are people in firms like you losing their jobs or maybe that's something you need to be aware of. So I think it's a good time to start understanding a bit more about what's happening in your industry. uh, What does your job look like? Are there additional skills and qualifications that people are starting to acquire in your industry that maybe you should too if you don't want to be left behind over the next few years because uh, the world's like uh, even in Australia, Melbourne, everyone seems to be back in the city and moving around. Conferences are happening again. So uh, especially if you're working full-time from home, make sure you don't get left behind, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, We did a few episodes with Andrea Clark, who is who is a kind of like a, she's a very motivational speaker, but she's also someone that helps people, you know, move up in their careers. Um, having a great career is definitely not everything and it's not what we're advocating. I, I Personally, I would never advocate for that. Um, but what I am saying is like, oftentimes money does help you live a better life. And so one way do you get more money is you get a pay rise. Um, and so how do you do that? especially in a time of economic uncertainty. Right now, this period that we have right in front of us right now could be a great time to get a pay rise because there are a record number of job vacancies in Australia. There aren't enough workers to go around. So you may be able to get a pay rise. However, if you do go into that meeting, you go into your annual review, do it in a way that's strategic. Go in, highlight. Don't just go in and say, hey, I want 20% or I'm walking because they might pay you 20% now, but then when times get tough, you'll be the first one out the door. So maybe you go into that and you say, hey, look at all these wonderful things I've done. Um, I'm really, you know, these are the things over the last year we've worked on. I want to take on more responsibility or I want to do this. I want to do that. Understand how your employer makes money. Understand what they're going through. Um, there's a, someone once told me that one of the best things you can do is make friends with your boss's boss, um, but that might not apply to everyone. Uh, but just, you know, remember your highlight your your work ethic and your skills to your employer and you may get a decent pay rise and then when things get tough you're in a position where hey you know i've actually did all those things i'm really good um and the, you understand the business and you'll probably be in a better position um andrea clark had this really good um idea of like writing down the three things that you want to be known for at work and then actually asking people to how do they see you and how do you, how are you known? And there's often a difference between the two. Uh, it's a really interesting way to think about it. If you run a business, like I do, um, now is the time to save money. Get your emergency fund in your business, your small business. Like I think, was it 80% of Australia's economy is run, taken, is run by small businesses? So now is the time if you do run a small business, whether you just it's just yourself, whether it's you and a few people or you run a big team, now is the time to save um, and keep that dry powder. Um, keep those, you know, that, that cash in the bank for when times do get tough. Kate, we did one final thing. We did look at some, um, you mentioned learning a new skill. There are some ways you can upskill 
pretty easily, right? Yeah, so in most states, the government funds some sort of uh, further education program, whether that's through TAFE or short courses. So there might be subsidised programs there. You can learn a new skill uh, depending on your current level of um, education, whether you've done year 12 or a diploma or something like that. Um, So having a look for government short courses, whether there's anything available, even if you are slightly interested in a certain area, like if you go to FutureLearn or Coursera or... Um, any of those online academies, they often have a free taster course and that sort of upgrades you to their their big course. So you can do mm. all sorts of things online now. Um, and even YouTube's a good place to start if you're really interested in an area that chances are there's someone that's super passionate about that. And even heaps of professors actually put their lectures up for free on YouTube now. I mean, I've, I've found some great uh, law professors in Australia that have put their lectures online. So mm. it gives you different perspectives as well. So it's just a matter of searching for it and hunting them down. And I think um, it's a good way to just keep growing and learning. It comes back to your job, but maybe in five years you want to work in a different area. So you can start doing this. It doesn't cost a lot of money. It probably stops you spending some money because on the weekend you're uh, maybe spending one day learning for free. So there mm. you go. Yeah, I like it. So what? Uh from the great Charlie Mungo once said that the most important hour of the day is the hour that he gets to read and learn um, because when you pay yourself and it's so true and you can do that now thanks to online courses there are some places too if you you um, are studying you know your first diploma or advanced diploma or if you're getting a uni degree sometimes you can upskill for free into um, important jobs or industries that Australia needs so you can look on your local TAFE um, your, your local university will also have uh, information on that too. So a great opportunity to do that now and just to be ready, to, I guess, to prepare yourself for whatever comes next. Um, the final thing that I'll just tuck on the end here, Kate, and I think something that we both want to do is the reason that we have inflation, the reason that we're talking about this now, the reason your mortgage is going up, the reason your rent might go up is for one simple reason. Australia is doing better than we expected. We're actually in better shape. And so we are complaining about the economy doing too well and its impact on us. Now, this, this is a great place to be. And we are very fortunate here in Australia, but also in many places around the world. And we're going to see more doom and gloom in the headlines. Every day of the week, you can click on an AFR article on the Australian, on ABC, and there will be something negative about finance and investing. There will be something negative. There will be smart people that bamboozle you with complex jargon There's so many people out there that are trying to masquerade their research as marketing. And the best marketers are often the ones that you don't think it's marketing. They're just playing into your confirmation bias about how bad things are. Remember that the world is a pretty positive place. And over time, the world has got a lot better. It's got, we've taken more people out of poverty. We've solved more diseases. With companies have reported bigger profits and solved more problems for customers. And the way to do that and to take advantage of that steady uh, growth in human innovation is to invest and to invest for a brighter future. Because um, by definition, if you invest for the long term, you have to be optimistic. Otherwise, why would you invest? So keep investing, stay focused on the horizon, dollar cost average, diversified portfolios, keep that emergency buffer, pay down the bad debts and just to try and enjoy yourself from there on um, yeah. and tune into and the fo- Australian finance podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just say, focus on what you can control. A lot of what Owen's just mentioned um, with the news headlines uh, out of your control. If you're um, some of these 
interest rate rises, you're not going to be able to personally go up to the RBA governor and say, hey, can you just stop raising interest rates because it's affecting me? So focus on what you can control uh, and how you can improve your situation right now and make sure you're in a good place for the next 12 months, especially. Yep. This is um, for those of you that are worried or nervous about things and you're worried about your mortgage, you're worried about this. It's, it's, we're all worried about it, but there are things you can do right now. We've just given you a great list of things, ways that you can save money, ways that you can do things. Like if you're renting, lock, go to your landlord and ask to lock in your mortgage, uh, lock in your rent, sorry. Say, I'll, give, I, I'll sign another 18-month lease. I'll sign a 12-month lease at this price. Um, go to them, lock it in, get that certainty. You know, We've talked about it, being employed, looking for the best rate on your mortgage, keep shopping at Aldi. So many different ways. And we've got more coming up on the Australian Finance Podcast. So go and check that out. Kate, I think this was an important episode during a pretty scary time for a lot of folks. So thanks for joining me. No worries, Owen. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.